0: Hi, I'm Curious Cass and this is Curiosity Junkie. I'm on a mission to explore and share ways to manage, soothe, and understand trauma and the anxiety it creates. Because anxiety, over time, can create some pretty serious health issues. And if you're like me, you want to live a long and healthy life. Not sure if you noticed, but there's new music to the Curiosity Junkie podcast. It was created by Jonathan Adams, a.k.a. Sonic Yogi, who was on the podcast probably last year, maybe the year before. It was a pleasure having him on. He talked about sound and vibration and how it can actually help us heal. For more relaxing music from Sonic Yogi, check out sonicyogi.com. Today, I wanted to talk about belonging. Why? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, it's come up in several conversations over the last few weeks with family and friends and two, it was recently a challenge on Insight Timer, which is an app I love for music, meditation, and honestly, just so much more. It's an app I've used for my healing journey. And no, they are not today's sponsor. They are simply an app I've used and I absolutely love, so I highly recommend. They say belonging is lifetime work. So why is it so challenging to feel like we belong with others or we belong in a group? Is it because we aren't in the practice of belonging to ourselves? RuPaul says, if you don't love yourself, How in the hell are you going to love somebody else? I completely agree. So what exactly is belonging? How do we do it? And how do we know if we've done it? Well, let's start with the definition. Belonging, noun, an affinity for a place or situation. Okay, that's great, but what does it really mean? Well, you know me, I had to turn to the internet, good old Google, because we all know everything on the internet is accurate and absolutely true. Well, here's what I found. Belonging is the feeling of security and support when there is a sense of acceptance, inclusion, and identity for a member of a certain group. When an individual can bring their authentic self, Keywords, authentic self. And then I found this from simplypsychology.org. Belongingness refers to a human emotional need for interpersonal relationships, affiliating, connectedness, and being part of a group. Examples of belongingness needs include friendship, intimacy, trust, acceptance, receiving and giving affection, and love. This was from June 7th, 2023, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs from simplypsychology.org. Well, here's a fun fact that popped up while searching for belonging. The Breakfast Club. I'm not saying it's fact, but there is something to this. Think about it. They all came in trying to fit in. They were trying to find a place or a group where they belong, where they would be accepted for who they were. Throughout the movie, they connect on different levels about different things. They end up having compassion for each other. And ultimately, they built these really cool friendships, emotional bonds, and acceptance for each other. Most importantly, acceptance for themselves. And at the end, they all left that day with a feeling of belonging. And maybe that's why it's such a popular movie, because we can all relate. We all want to belong. We are, after all relational beings. We are hardwired for connection and we need each other. You have to know that it is completely okay and quite honestly essential to want to belong, to fit in, to be a part of the group, to be loved and accepted, to be seen, to be appreciated, to be acknowledged, and to be affirmed and validated. It is who we are. And here's what Brene Brown says about the difference between fitting in and belonging. Fitting in is about assessing the situation and becoming who you need to be to be accepted. Belonging doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. She also defines belonging as being part of something bigger, but also having the courage to stand alone, and to belong to yourself above all else. In that case, belonging is actually the opposite of fitting in. Fitting in means that we are changing ourselves to make other people like us. Fitting in means that we betray ourselves. So what happens if we grew up deprioritizing our own needs and prioritizing the needs of others over our own? Well, we might have learned that on some level we needed to do this in order to be safe, to be accepted within our own families, homes, or even at school. And prioritizing others' needs before listening to the truth of our own experiences and what we needed on a deep embodied level became a survival or coping mechanism. So how do we now go about shifting Or unlearning this learned behavior. Here are a couple of things to consider as you begin the process of unlearning or shifting your priority back to yourself. One, we want to focus on who am I, the self knowledge work, the inner work of knowing self, of becoming intimate with who you are and your ever evolving being. Two, We have to activate a risk. We have to be courageous. We have to be bold. We have to be vulnerable. And we have to put ourselves out there. And yes, there is a risk that we might not fit in. We might not belong in some groups. But we can always belong to ourselves. We can always trust that we will find belonging with those individuals, relationships, and people who vibrate on our frequency those who resonate with who we are, those who celebrate and affirm what we know to be true about ourselves. Now, here's the cool thing. When we have the courage to be our true, authentic self, we begin to communicate to others with clarity, with confidence, and with grace. When we are courageous and we show up for ourselves, we begin to attract people who reflect back to us our same values passions beliefs and strengths these same people will also be the courageous souls who will kindly and compassionately give us feedback on our weaknesses and opportunities and they will do it in a way that honors our humanity and that respects that we belong It is so important to listen to yourself, to come to know yourself, to be in a relationship with yourself, and to be in an ongoing daily practice of tuning into yourself. For me, it all started after I had written down a failed relationship. However, it was after a few failed relationships. I found myself saying, Why does this keep happening to me? Why am I attracting the same person over and over? And then it hit me. I realized something very powerful. I realized that I was the common denominator in these failed relationships. It was me. You know, as I think about it, I think there's a Taylor Swift song out there. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm going to own that. And honestly, that's when everything started to shift for me. It was about becoming self-aware. That's when I started my journey inward. And that is when I started to heal. Now I'm still on a healing journey. I don't think it ever ends. I think it's like belonging. We are constantly a work in progress. I did discover that I had spent my whole life prioritizing others' needs over my own, and I had honestly become a beautiful chameleon. I could fit in anywhere. I could put others at ease. I could make them feel special, but I never felt at ease. I never felt special, and I always felt like I was running from something. Not sure what, but I felt like I needed to run, like Someone was going to find me out and I would be booted out of the group. I would be on my own. I would be all alone. Honestly, I didn't even know the first thing about myself. When I sat down and started turning inward, I was kind of amazed at what I didn't know about myself. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what was important to me. I didn't know what my beliefs were, what my political views were, what my values were what my passions were. Literally a lost soul. I felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. I felt like I didn't belong. I can remember telling people I felt invisible, but that all started to shift. I'm going to say this several times probably throughout this conversation is this is hard work. This is not fun work. This is A lot of tears. This is a lot of forgiving. This is a lot of self-acceptance. This is about finding self-worth. There's just so much that goes on throughout a journey inward. I literally had to learn how to listen to myself. I had to learn how to get to know myself. I had to learn how to be in a relationship with myself. I had to learn to be alone with myself. And I don't know about you, but to me at that time, it was terrifying to think about living alone. Not even sure why. Now I love being in my own space. (laughs) I love the solitude of it. I love the quiet. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I actually had to learn how to be in a daily practice of showing up for myself. So I started sitting with myself, I started journaling, and I started asking myself what I needed and what I needed to let go of. I started paying attention to where my body would tighten when I wasn't being me. I started listening to that little girl inside who was extremely scared, actually terrified. And then I learned why she was scared. I started saying, I love you to myself in the mirror. Yes, awkward, extremely awkward, but extremely powerful. And I highly recommend it. Put your hand on your heart, put your hand on your belly and say, I love you as you smile at yourself in the mirror. I started listening to a lot of talks. My favorite teacher was Thich Nhat Hanh. His teachings are all about love and acceptance and compassion, not only for ourselves, but for others. And before I knew it, I had begun a daily practice of sitting with myself. I would make my coffee every single morning, grab a banana, grab my journal, my pen, my coffee, and head out to the patio. I would turn on my Insight Timer app find my favorite piece of meditation music. Not that I actually meditated. Most of the time I was just listening to the music. I would be reciting, sometimes out loud in a whisper because I am out on the patio, mantras or affirmations about what I wanted to bring into my life. And then after that, I would open up my journal and just begin to write. I always started journaling with two words for how I was feeling that day in that moment and then I would write one thing I was most grateful for that day and then after that it was a free-for-all whatever came out of me whatever needed to be put down on paper I just let it come out sometimes Not much would come out at all, and sometimes pages and pages would just flow. Sometimes it was 20 minutes, sometimes it was 30. But I did it every day without fail. It was, I think for me, a way of showing up for myself and showing myself love. It was my way of telling that little girl inside, I'm here for you, and I am not going anywhere. You are now safe. So belonging is not a fixed end with an achievable moment. It's not like we check it off the old to-do list and suddenly we belong. The work of belonging is a practice because we have to return home again and again to the truth of who we are and check in with who we are becoming. I can't tell you what your experience with yourself will be like No two are going to be the same. I can tell you that when I do a daily practice of returning home to myself for myself, the world slows down. There is a calm that washes over my whole being. There is a knowing that I am love. I am loved and I am worthy of that love. Now I could leave it right there. I could end this episode, but I feel like I need to be a bit vulnerable myself and share a little truth with you. I haven't practiced coming home to myself or journaling in over, let's go with a year, maybe a year and a half even. Even though I know how powerful, how calming this practice can be for me, I have found every excuse not to sit with myself. I'm too busy, I don't have time, I'm too tired. I've got to get into work, like excuse after excuse. I think it's a little bit like working out. It's really hard to get started, but once you get started, you start feeling amazing and you just want to do it again and again and again. But here's what I'm learning. That little girl inside, she is furious. She's hurt. She feels betrayed, and she is scared again. How do I know this? Because she is me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still fully functioning as a human being, as I'm sure you are too. I'm going to work every day. I talk and laugh with friends and family. I go to dinners and concerts, and I travel for fun. And yet, my life feels what I call wobbly. Wobbly is how I identify when the calm is starting to fade. Wobbly is the inner peace turning into anxiety. Wobbly for me is the tightness in my throat when I'm not being authentically me or not speaking up for me. Wobbly is tears flowing when I'm frustrated or overwhelmed and trust me. They flow. Wobbly is also, this is like a big one for me. When I get in the car and I start driving, if I am experiencing what I call extreme road rage, where I'm just frustrated throughout the whole trip, that tells me something is not right inside of me. I need to sit with myself. I'm frustrated. That little girl is just having a hissy fit. Wobbly is my wake-up call. It's my wake-up call to get back to me, to get back to a daily practice of journaling and affirmations, meditations, or just sitting with myself for myself. It's my wake-up call to slow life down to be in the present moment, and to cultivate a sense of belonging with myself. So I'm getting back to my daily practice. I'm super excited about it because I know how good it's going to make me feel. I may even offer a 21-day journaling jumpstart challenge for the Curiosity Junkie group and anyone who's interested in joining that challenge, I'm thinking it'll be somewhere around August 1st, which is my birthday. And that would be a lovely gift to myself and to all of you. I'll keep you posted and you'll know more as I finalize a date to kick off that journaling challenge. Belonging to yourself is a practice of deep listening and deep courage. It is Ultimately, about honoring yourself, acknowledging yourself, and seeing yourself. After all, you are the one who will journey with you throughout your entire life. You are the most important person to see you as you. You can think of it like this you're in a process and You can build your own daily routine by simply noticing and getting curious. Get curious, people. Notice where you feel like you're not belonging. What does that feeling of not belonging register in your body? Do you feel it somewhere specific? What does it feel like? How do you know where and when you do feel like you belong? Who are you with? What are you doing? It's all about increasing your awareness of what's going on internally and externally when you're struggling to belong and when you feel like you do belong. I do want to encourage you to start a daily practice of showing up for yourself. It can be as simple as 20 minutes of quiet time, journaling time, meditation time, just take the time to be with yourself. And remember, you can always join the 21 day journaling jumpstart challenge, do what works best for you. And going will leave you with this wonderful quote from Brene Brown. Love will never be certain, but after collecting thousands of stories, I'm willing to call this a fact, a deep sense of love and belonging is an irreducible need of all men, women, and children. We are biologically, cognitively, physically, and spiritually wired to love, to be loved, and to belong. That's it for me today. Stay safe and stay curious, my friends.